0: Section 22 of Narratives of Colored Americans. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by D. Randall. Narratives of Colored Americans by Abigail Bott and M.S. Wood. The Flight of a Slave. James was born a slave in the state of Maryland. He was so useful as a blacksmith that his value was at least $1,000. He was brought up in total ignorance of letters or of religion, but he always aimed to be trustworthy. He sought to distinguish himself in the finer branches of the business by invention and finish, making fancy hammers, hatchets, etc., One day his master thought James was watching him improperly, and fell into a panic of rage. He came down upon me with his cane, said James, and laid over my shoulders, arms, and legs about a dozen severe blows, so that my flesh was sore for several weeks. He felt the disgrace of the beating so acutely that he determined to abscond, and if possible reach the free soil of Pennsylvania. One Sunday night in November, he stole away into the woods with only half a pound of Indian cornbread to sustain him on his journey, which would take several days. At three o'clock in the morning, his strength began to fail. His scanty supply of food afforded poor nourishment, and the only shelter he could find, without risking traveling by daylight, was a corn shop but a few hundred yards from the road and there he passed his first day out. As night came on, he pursued his journey. It was cloudy, and he could not see the North Star, which was his only guide to freedom. His bread was all eaten, he felt his strength failing, and his mind was filled with melancholy. In this condition he traveled all the night, and just at the dawn of day he found a few sour apples and took shelter under the arch of a bridge, where he lay in ambush through the day. Night came on, and he once more proceeded on his wearisome journey. Frequently he was overcome with hunger and fatigue, and sat down and slept a few minutes. At dawn of day he saw a toll bar, and here he ventured to ask the best way to Philadelphia, and set off in the right direction his taking the open road was fatal. He was observed by a man and ordered to give an account of himself. After a parley, James took to his heels, but a hue and cry being raised, he was speedily captured, led to a tavern as a prisoner. He was questioned. He persisted in saying he was a free man, but he had no free papers. Though his story was false, We must remember that he knew not the wickedness of a lie, for he knew nothing of God and our Savior. Toward night, being watched only by a boy, he contrived to slip away and again took to the woods. Wandering in darkness, the north star being covered with clouds, he was at a loss as to what course to pursue. At a venture, says he, I struck northward in search of a road after several hours of laborious travel dragging through briars and thorns i emerged from the woods and found myself wading through marshy ground and over ditches and came to a road about three o'clock in the morning it so happened i came where there is a fork in the road of three prongs which was the right one for me after a few moments parley with myself i took the central prong of the road and pushed on with all my speed. It had not cleared off, but a fresh wind had sprung up. It was chilly and searching. This, with my wet clothes, made me very uncomfortable. He saw a farm with a small hovel like barn. Into this he went and buried himself in the straw. Here he lay the whole day. His only danger was from the yelping of a small dog and the noise of horsemen who passed in search of him. He heard them say they were after a runaway negro who was a blacksmith and that a reward of two hundred dollars was offered for his recovery. Night came, and he was again on his way, but all he could do was to keep his legs in motion. There came a heavy frost, and he expected every moment to fall to the ground and perish. Coming to a cornfield covered with heavy shocks of corn, he gathered an ear and then crept into one of the shocks. He ate as much as he could, expecting to travel on, but fell asleep. And when he awoke, the sun was shining. He was obliged to conceal himself as well as he could through the day. He began again to eat the hard corn, and it took all the forenoon to eat his breakfast. Night came, and he sallied out, feeling much better for the corn he had eaten. He now believed himself near to Pennsylvania, and under this impression, skipped and danced for joy. He says, A little after the sun rose, I came in sight of a toll gate. For a moment I felt some hesitation, but on arriving at the gate, I found it attended by only an elderly woman, whom I afterwards heard was a widow and an excellent Christian. I asked her if I was in Pennsylvania. On being informed that I was, I asked if she knew where I could get employment. She said she did not, but advised me to go to W.W., w., a Quaker who lived about three miles from her, and whom I would find to take an interest in me. In about half an hour, I stood at the door of w. w. After knocking, the door opened upon a comfortably spread table, not daring to enter. I said I had been sent to him in search of employment. Well, said he, come in and take thy breakfast and get warm. These words made me feel, in spite of all my fear and timidity, that I had in the providence of God found a friend and a home he at once gained my confidence and from that day to this whenever i discovered the least disposition in my heart to disregard poor and wretched persons with whom i meet i called to mind these words come in and take thy breakfast and get warm i was a starving fugitive without home or friends and no claim upon him to whose door I went. Had he turned me away, I must have perished. Nay, he took me in, and gave of his food, and shared with me his own garments. By W.W. W., the wretched wanderer was fed, clothed, and employed, and not only so, but he was instructed in reading, writing, and much useful knowledge. Here, for the first time, did he learn one word of the truths of religion. James resided with the benevolent Quaker for six months when it became necessary for him to depart and go elsewhere. He found employment on Long Island, opposite New York. By the kindness of his friends, he was educated and became a Christian minister and pastor of a colored congregation in connection with the Presbyterian Church. End of Section 22